Good evening, Grace. Good evening, good sir. Oh, are we doing an English thing? <laughs> I wasn't quite English. You said good <laughs> evening, and I thought it was very polite. And so I thought I would give you a polite good evening. Back we're to you. Britain, Back How to are you? You. I, you, were, you sick? Are you sick? Something sick? I was, yeah, I was sick uh yeah. all weekend and so i did nothing i'm feeling a lot better today you don't look great thanks you don't <laughs> look great either you look terrible i'm kidding i'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> you look really good thanks. you have your your festive colors on i, I, I think, yeah i'm kind of festive tis the season yeah well this is red is my favorite color also so mm. I mean, well, if you want it to be festive. Because it's December. It fits. All right. Do you want to do the show? Let's do the show. All right. Grace, it's that time of year where everyone is filled with glee. Um, now, let's see if we can get in the spirit on episode 40. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm Eric Idiot Renner Kosek. And I'm Grace Hot Pants Langheim. Eric is all business in the front of the pack, and I am all about the party in the back. That's right. Business up front and party in the back. Together, we are the Running Mullet. And we are going to talk about every aspect of running, the podium to the DNF and everything in between. If you are a runner, this show is for you. Now sit back, get out your foam roller, and enjoy the party. Man, 40, 40 episodes. We're getting old. Four, zero. What, what? Yeah, that's it's getting pretty close to the whole year thing. Oh, man. How was your weekend? My weekend was good, uneventful in the running scheme of things. Um, We did the Christmas tree thing on Saturday. Went hunting a little bit on Saturday. Sunday rained a lot. Did some indoor workout stuff. Pretty oh, nice and low-key. I, would, I wasn't sick like you, so that's something. Yeah, that that's definitely something. I binge-watched a lot of TV, and I took a lot of naps. Nice. Nice. <laughs> hey, I don't know. We don't we don't uh, talk about or discuss, like, track and, like, college-level type running too much, but there is some huge stuff I want to mention that just went down a few days ago. I don't know if you follow anything – my Lauren, my oldest daughter, she is a stalker of sorts of anything running right now. College level, very good high school level there's, stuff. Yeah, there's a little bit that I watch, um, and there are some there are some really phenomenal um, American athletes right now at the the um, elite level for track as well. Yeah. That are well, so the the track. I think the the track sport right now is really interesting. Um, and there are some really great Americans that I can't wait to see the next Olympics because of that. So yeah, what I'm getting at is the indoor track season just started for college level. And yeah. in their first race of the season, the fee, uh, Parker Valby and Graham Blanks, a, a male and female run for different schools, but they both set the college records for the 5k in their first wow. race of the season. 
Parker, the, the girl, the woman beat the record by like 15 seconds, which in a 5K Ooh, that level that's is huge. Amazing. Do you know um, how long that that um, record was around? Yeah. Uh, Sison, Sison, Sison in like uh -huh. 2005, I think. Uh, don't, don't quote me on that year, but it's been around okay. for a while. Holy moly. She ran, she ran a 14.56 5K. Wow. 14.56. Ask me what that equates to per mile. What does that equate to per mile, Eric Kosek? About a 4.48, Grace. 4.48 for 5K. That's nuts. I mean, granted, it's indoor track. It's flat and mm -hmm. controlled a little bit, but holy mackerel. And then Graham Blanks, the the guy, the dude, he ran a, a 13.03. What does that equate to per mile? Thank you. A 4.12 mile. That's ridiculous. Three miles. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, yeah, this college level <laughs> stuff is at a spot, I think, where it's mm -hmm. never been before. This Parker Valby, she's just blowing the doors off of everything like that's that, awesome. that women thought were possible. So it's pretty cool. Ah, that is very cool. Thanks for the updates on the the track side of things. Probably the most uh, the biggest thing on the other side in the back of the pack is there is a new race that Candace Burt just announced. Uh, the Arizona, what is it called? It's a three hundred miler. Arizona Monster or something like that? Yeah, the Arizona Monster 300. Yeah. We have a guest on tonight that might be interested in something like that. I'm yeah, sure. we don't have a Wait, real quick, before we do guest. Um, so I have been sick, which is why you haven't heard any um, Mullet Chronicles. I'm coming back. I got to have... I got to I gotta have my, my vocal cords situated before i have more chronicles coming up but that that's coming soon i'll probably record some more this week or next uh and then uh, oh our secret santa exchange yeah. tonight mm. tonight is it like get your names in tonight i have a good amount of people who are participating in the secret santa exchange which i am a nerd and i like this kind of stuff so you give me your email address and then we put all the names and the mix them up and then you buy something for somebody. You know how it works. Are you, are you keeping the number that we're at a hidden secret as of now? Or? Uh, what are we at right now? I can tell you what we're at. Hold on. You don't have to. Well, just... I don't remember. Pretty high this though. I mean, it's hard. I think we're at like 30, something like that. It's pretty good. I lost it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we got a good amount of people if you want to jump in. I think I can add people after the fact. It just gets a little bit um, more difficult. But anyway, like, I don't know, message me if you're interested. And um, so Secret Santa, and then we're also taking, we're going to start with the best of 2023. We're going to have that episode coming up. So let us know categories because we're getting votes in. And Santa's coming on an upcoming episode. What else? Is that it? I think that's it. I think that about wraps it up. All right. We had a guest on and let's bring on our guest because that'll be more interesting. Okay. I don't know. You're pretty interesting. So we have on tonight, oh, Mr. Bob Stewart. Um, for those of you that don't know Bob, he is a very well seasoned and trained um, athlete, but he likes to focus on unsupported long FKTs, fastest known times. 
and we're gonna we're going back back a few episodes here from when we talked about FKTs, but it's still a big part of the running scene, and everybody always has an opportunity to to do any FKT they choose or would like to do. So I enjoy them. I think it's a cool, different thing to do besides race. And Bob, um, let's go. I'm going to bring Bob on. Thanks for coming on, Bob. We appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Hi, Grace. Um, Hi, Eric. Hi. Just a quick for how I met Bob. I ran um, Mid-State Trail, I don't know, three years ago or something like that. And then... I don't know how long after it was that you ran it, Bob, but Bob reached out to me because he was going to run it unsupported. And he just wanted to know if I had any opinions or thoughts of what to look out for in the trail or just, just basic, you know, what I noticed when I was out there, which I really couldn't provide him any good information that he didn't already know because he does his homework and he had everything planned out to a T, but that's how we crossed paths to begin with right? That's correct. Yeah. I actually remember that phone call vividly and you asked me more questions about my unsupported FKT than I ended up asking you. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to have you on is because the the unsupported aspect of something so large, um, it does intrigue me, but I'm not, I, you know, you're, I, I feel like some people have the mental capacity for it and I don't know. I think I need to work on it. I would like to try one to see how it feels but i mean just you know to throw out a couple numbers i ran mid-state the first time in six days and 23 hours no that was my time six days and six (laughs) hours okay six days and six hours and that was with all all the help i could use and he ran it by himself carrying everything um that he needs and has not able to stop anywhere and he did it in six days and 23 hours so that's That's what's mind blowing to me. So what I'd like, you know, and you have a couple other FKTs, the Tuscarora Trail, which is a 250 mile trail you did in four days and seven hours. So you got this whole unsupported thing. In my opinion, you have it dialed in pretty good. Uh, I get a little better each time. So I learn from every single uh, adventure and I, I get a little, little better each time. Um, yeah. So that's... Uh, I'm looking to go for another long one, but, um, yeah, I, I mean, the thing is that I, I, each time I sort of improve and improve, I'm almost excited to go back and do the mid state again, um, to, to try to better my time on that one. So, um, we'll see what happens though. I I haven't decided quite yet if I'm going to go back on that one. So, Break it down for us as far as, you know, at least what I want to hear. Like, so what are you, what's in your pack when you're going unsupported on something like mid-state that's 327 miles long and you have to carry everything. You can get water out of, what, how's it work? What's the wording? Public water sources or something like that? So on the mid-state, um, I, you, you're allowed to get water from any public water fountain or any public source that's accessible to anyone. Um, on the mid-state, I actually didn't, I only took it from natural sources, so streams and ponds. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Tuscarora, I it kind of pained me, but at Cowan's Gap, I went to a, a sink and I actually filled a one liter water bottle uh, on the Tuscarora. But yeah, so in my pack, um, 
what I've learned is that it's, it's all about efficiency. Cause when you're hiking for 23 hours straight, uh, if you're stopping for a minute, two minutes, three minutes, an hour, that adds up to hours in a day. Uh, so in my pack, I really, I, I don't have all that much, um, on the Tuscarora, my, my total pack weight was nine and a half pounds. And I actually have I'm getting out of that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My base weight was nine and a half pounds. Okay. My food, my food was two and a half pounds per day, 4,500 calories. So that was 10 pounds. So total weight was on the Tuscarora 19 pounds. Yeah. No water. Um, yeah. but, um, so and yeah. I mean, I, I have just, like I just so have many, yeah, I have like so many it. questions along the way. Sorry. So one of them, because there are, even in the unsupported division, there are a few different styles of what people constitute as unsupported. So do you also pack all of your trash? So I am an absolute purist when it comes to unsupported. Okay. Um, so that's why it pained me when I filled up my water bottle at Cowan's Gap. Mm -hmm. uh, so my wife knows that I send her I'm alive texts. Mm -hmm. She cannot communicate with me. She can't say like I have a, two, a four year old or a five year old and a one and a half year old. She can't say the girls are great. She can't tell us how everything's going. I, there's no communication. And mm -hmm. I pack out all of my trash comes with me, which I weigh at the end to see how much I end up yeah. taking with me. But yeah, so. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. And so for those, I think a lot of people, especially those who listen to the show, know about FKTs already, um, just because we love FKTs. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's the fastest known time along a particular route, especially a particular trail. Um, but I think some people don't know about that piece of it. There are some purists out there. Uh, really cool to hear that you are one of those purists. And then typically for those listening, if Whoever sets the FKT kind of sets, quote unquote, sets the rules for everyone afterwards. Uh, so if you are a purist, then it's kind of expected that anyone else who goes after you will also do the same. Um, so uh, uh, I don't know. That's pretty cool. That's cool to hear that you you follow the purist rules. Yeah. I mean, um, I and it's sort of Jeff Garmeyer, who's one of the like best uh, FK tiers out there. He, uh, he follows the same sort of rules. So yeah, try to yeah. follow on his footpath. Yeah. And most of yours or are all of them in Pennsylvania right now? Uh, so all of them are in Pennsylvania. Um, and so that was sort of like the motivation that got me into the whole FK, FKT thing in the first place, mm -hmm. um, was so many years ago, my wife got me into backpacking okay. and, uh, so we, I started, uh, very, you know, taking blankets into the backcountry and very uh, basic sort of back backpacking. And then I just fell in love with it. And I decided that I was going to hike all, I think there are 18 um, state forest hiking trails in Pennsylvania. Okay. And I decided I was going to hike all of them. And then okay. I, were, I have a full-time job. So I was like, that's going to be tough to hike, you know, thousands of miles. So um, I remember I was watching a YouTube video and I saw a John Zaharian who has the fastest known unsupported time for the Colorado trail, which is 490 ish miles. Yeah. He did it in nine days. So and I was like, I was like, wow. I was like, people can get out there and do these trails real fast. 
And so I just decided that I was going to try to do it myself. So that's, that's how I got And you, you just answered one of my other questions. I was trying to figure out like what, I don't, I don't know if, I think most people I talk to who do FKTs, like there's some rhyme or reason to which ones they do. Um, right now I'm working on completing a collection of the whale. So I was trying to figure out like, what's your collection? So it's state, state forest trails. So there's, it's a state forest, uh, hiking trails award that they give, uh, the ah. DCNR gives it for Pennsylvania. And okay. it's eight, there are 18 trails. Most of them are long distance trails. There's two short mm -hmm. ones, the golden Eagle trail, which is in Teodotten state forest. And then mm -hmm. Rocky Knob Trail, I think it's called, in uh, Michaud State Forest. But mm -hmm. the rest are all long-distance trails. Um, and you technically only have to hike the distance in Pennsylvania. Uh -huh. But I can't just hike the part in Pennsylvania. So I hiked the entire 250 miles in, of the Tuscarora. Uh, and awesome. Yeah, and I'm planning on, I'm waiting. Uh, the Baker Trail out in western Pennsylvania um, uh -huh. is part of that whole um, award. And that is 133 miles, I believe. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm hopefully going to do that FKT in the spring. Um, I think there's only like five miles in State Forest, but I got to get the other 100, 178 miles in. So awesome. Now, the Tus yeah. the tu is it the Tuscarora or the Tusca Tuscazor Tuscarora Trail? Tuscarora. Yeah, Tuscarora goes from Shenandoah to uh, just west of a Harrisburg. Yeah, that's a, a blue blaze off of the AT, right? It is. Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, very cool. Wow. Yep. I was just I was just there not too long ago with my friend Lacey and I was um we found we were at the trailhead for it. Um the northern trailhead. And, oh right uh, off the AT. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And uh I donh we were talking about it. I, it's that's a pretty cool trail. Yep. Okay. It's wild. All right. Great. Um, oh, so many questions. Craziest story from any FKT. Craziest story. Um, that's a tough one. I mean, I've seen on my mid state, I saw two giant 500 pound bears um, in Roth Rock State Forest. Um, I had just gone up past a little Juniata just south of State College. I came around uh, Pine Tree and there was two giant bears that they were not expecting to see me. I was not expecting to see them. And they just, one went down the ridge because uh, from the Little J to, I think it's Joe Hayes Vista, it's 18 miles. It's actually, I think the Ironstone, there's a race that follows that ridge. The 100K, yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that was a nightmare that like destroyed me mentally. Um, <laughs> that I, it was 18 miles of just like hopping on rock to rock. Yeah. Yep. Um, but right before that, those two bears, one just kept going up the ridge and um, it was frightening. Uh, that uh, Also on the mid state, um, I ran out of all of my batteries by the last um, day. And as I, I slept from, I think it like slept from 8.30 PM until 10 PM. Woke up in a thunderstorm, put on my headlamp, walked 15 minutes, and my headlamp died. Wow. And so I had a little tiny, like, AAA flashlight um, that I, like, clipped onto actually this hat. And I used that for the rest of the night. It was, like, a little tiny, like, pen light. 
that I used to, to make it through the rest of the night. Oh man. Um, so yeah. I want to know what, like for mid state, what kind of effort, what kind of effort are you putting in constantly? Is it like a solid power hike the whole time? So the mid state and the Tuscarora, I did two different styles. So during the mid state, I, um, I didn't actually start trail running until about a year and a half or two years ago. Um, so the mid state was a hundred percent hiking the entire way until the last 30 miles. So 300 miles of hiking. And then the last 30 miles I was jogging on and off, but my body was not mm -hmm. conditioned for running. So it was, yeah. it was torturous. I was not ready for it. Um, I had a knee injury, so I really never really did trail running. Um, and then I sort of pushed past that knee injury and I was like, I can go way further, way faster if I run. So I just started running, uh, the Tuscarora, uh, I ran a lot more. And I actually, um, you were asking about my pack. Uh, so this was like a key thing. So sorry if you're listening, but, um, so I have a, like a 30 liter pack, but it has a running vest on it. And so, oh. yeah, I sewed this myself and it basically, I put all of my food up front and I can run and it keeps it really close to my body. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, you heard him right. he made his own vest. He fashioned his own vest, so that thing's pretty great. Yeah, I want it. Yeah, yeah. do give that thing a little spin. I want to see oh. it. So this oh, is wow. yeah. So I, uh -huh. I put I don't even, I so I wear this for twenty three hours straight, and mm -hmm. all the food goes in the front here. Yeah. I have my GPS goes up here, phone goes over here, water over here, mm -hmm. and then um, I got side pockets for this is where my my one liter peanut butter jar goes for my cold soaking and then all bottom pocket. Mm -hmm. um, so that is like part of the efficiency that mm -hmm. like this really allows me on the Tuscarora my first day, I averaged 17 minute miles for 53, 17 minute miles for 53 miles um, with like a 19 pound pack. So Ooh. yeah, so that That's it's sweet. all about efficiency. Yeah. Man, I think the wild thing is I can imagine doing that supported. Yeah. The the crazy thing is it, it goes back to Eric's comment, like doing it that fast unsupported. You don't realize until you do something unsupported how much your crew does for you. And once you have to clean your own socks and and fill up your own water, you realize like it takes a long time to you know filter your water and and you got to get really good at it i can't imagine going that fast I'm yeah sorry. that's why i mean and if you add up the time that it takes to filter water so mm -hmm. you know, i don't know 10 minutes every 10 miles yeah it just adds and adds and adds um so that's why I, uh, so my water for example i use aquamira drops because i don't have to actually stop to filter i just take ah, okay. i just drop in to the, like a little container and then I put it in and then I just have to wait a half an hour. So there's no actual stopping to filter. I just let it purify. Yeah. So but now you got to pay attention to it. Like there's just yeah. so much that, you know, when you do a supported that you kind of hand off to your crew. Oh, yeah. Man, there's, I, I can't tell you how much math I do in my head during like a, a four day endeavor. I'm just constantly doing math of like times that I like put the drops in, put the things in the water, like when I'm going to get to this place. So. 
What about your daily calorie intake? What are you sitting at? Uh, it's about 4,500 calories per day. That's pretty slim. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I can, I can go without a lot of calories and I lose, I think on the Tuscarora, I lost about 10 pounds in the mid state. I lost about the same, but, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I can, the first day, day or two, it's tough to sort of choke down 4,500 calories. Cause I, I, on a normal day, I'd eat 2,500, 3,000. So I don't know. I have no problems with that, but yeah. <laughs> And that's, that's another thing is I've learned a lot of my calories are liquid calories now. Like, um, when I did on not FKT, but when I did, uh, Eastern States last summer, all, of, uh, 95% of my calories were all liquid calories and it's just, mm -hmm. it's just way more efficient. I can consume it all. I get all of the energy, but I'm not sort of chewing and dealing with that. So what do you enjoy? What liquid calories do you use? Uh, so I'm sort of, I make my own, um, so it's a mix, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so it's a mix of, I actually have a upstairs. I bought a 50 pound bag of maltodextrin from a like chemical nutrition supplier in Baltimore. But so, uh, I do a third maltodextrin with, um, just electrolytes. A third is a, uh, cyclic dextrin, which is like a new sort of um, uh, it's a new carbohydrate. I, th I, for, to me, it's very similar to, um, to maltodextrin. And then I do a third roctane. So I basically mm -hmm. do every 10 miles I do, I mix those three over and over. Mm -hmm. I just Man. do syrup. He, <laughs> makes syrup. Me, he makes me realize that I gotta, I gotta try harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do, Eric. Hey, you loser. Yeah, I know. Now that's cool though. I mean, it's, it's, it's really cool to get into this stuff so personalized and not just, you know, buy what's new and best out there, or, you know, what everybody else is doing type of thing. I believe yeah. that the second one, whatever you said was the, is what scratch uses to get their high calorie, um, hydration mix. I, I forget the, the term or what, what the, it's different car. It's a different, I don't know what it was called. I'd have to read the bag, but I don't know. So Bob, if you had all the time and all the money, what FKT would you go after? So uh, I have so many in my, like, <laughs> I, I just have like this never ending list of like ones yeah. that I'm balancing and going back and forth. Um, I, are the big I mean, boys on there? The AT and the PCT and all that, or what? I don't think I don't think I would ever do the the AT or, or the PCT, um, just because it's such a huge com time commitment mm -hmm. that I enjoy other aspects of life that I don't think I could devote. I mean, it, it's only only quote unquote two months of your life. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I so for me, like. I also have a bit of imposter syndrome for my FKTs because all, all of them, except for the Kohana trail, I don't think I've actually like bested anybody in any of them. I've just sort of mm. set the pace for all of them. Right. Um, and so even the Kohana trail, I feel I have to give a shout out to Gary Lampman because mm -hmm. I feel kind of guilty 
because I know that his watch died on the when he was doing the Kohana FKT and he had to like charge it for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I and I was again doing math in my head when I was running the Kohana and I was like, oh, I got plenty of time, but I was off by a minute per mile. And then yeah. when I finished, my wife was like, you realize you only beat him by 12 minutes. And I had no idea. And so I feel yeah. bad about that one. But um, yeah, so I want to, my, my sort of goal is this summer, I want to go out and do a big one like the long trail. I, mm. I've been sort of eyeing that one. Um, and the Benton McKay trail, I want to get down um, and do that one. But I, I haven't done a long 300 plus miler in a while. So I, I want to do that this summer. Wow. And that's so wild hearing you say that. <laughs> Because your times are incredibly fast um, out on your FKTs. And I, I don't know, I, I definitely want to get more people into the sport just because um, there is some of that. There is some of, uh, you know, I did the Brandywine Unsupported last year and I set the first and I seriously stopped a couple times and just had a sandwich and some coffee because because I knew I was the first time and I could take my time. Um but to some extent, like I remember setting when I set the Mason Dixon. Um, so I did the Mason Dixon four and a half days, two hundred miles, and I I did beat the previous time, which was five and a half days, and and I remember all kinds of people are like, oh my god, I can't believe you you set the fastest of time and you beat the previous person by a day, and I'm like. Yeah, the person I beat is 25 years older than me. Like, like, do you know how badass she is? That was Roxanne Strine. And and she's amazing, like, to be able to do a 200-mile FKT in your 60s is just phenomenal. And, And that's so much better. And now I feel like I need to go back and do it again or do it self-supported or something just because I feel like, well, I had a whole crew with me. I had um, I had such like very um, high end. <laughs> Jess Eager took took really good care of me the whole time, and now I'm kind of like, well, but I had support, and I had you know I slept a lot, and I, I so hearing that from you that you have a little bit of um, you know imposter syndrome makes me feel a little bit better somehow. <laughs> yeah, but and, and I have to sit back and be like, yeah, but it was 200 miles. For sure. Yeah. It's, uh, and, it's such and a battle. I can relate as well because before any, all of my FKTs before the mid state were all training for the mid state. And yeah. so I was just, you know, I went out and did the lost Turkey trail. I did the, uh, donut hole trail. And I, honestly, the reason why I posted them was to give those trails sort of some exposure. So people would get out and hike them and see yeah. them and somebody would, try to go out there and, and, you know, better my attempt. Yeah. 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 That was my feeling for mid state when I first did it, because mm-hmm. there was a couple FKTs before I did it, but they were, they were, they were hikers and they weren't, I don't know if anybody actually tried hard, you know what I mean? And I don't, I want to be careful with how I say that, but I, I felt like it need the mid state is a running trail. Um, hustling you know fast packing type of trail and it needed you know my my hope really that That thing is so rocky i can't run that (laughs) 
No, but <laughs> I like just, you say that. You know, you see some of these other big ones that are really popular, big FKTs that stand out that only, you know, the studs come out and do and they crush. Well, the mid-state, in my eyes, stands out there. It is hard, Grace, you're right. And But yeah. it stands out there. It's like, why don't you come here and see what you can do on this gnarly terrain for 327 mm -hmm. miles? Because it's, it's a respectable, you know, distance and respectable trail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, yeah I, I think the sport, um, it's interesting to see and shout out to uh, Women Who FKT, which is a, a growing group trying to get more women out on FKTs because there's a lot of them that don't have uh, female FKT out there at all. Um, so it's, you know, women can go out there and like, doesn't matter your speed, just go out and set one and then let the next person beat you. I don't know. And so the unsupported division definitely has less attention. And I do think it takes more strategy. And I don't know, it's it's a, a pretty interesting one to tackle. Here's a question for you, Bob. Where would you draw the line on uh, unsupported distance or time that you have to be out there? Do you have, is that a fair question? Uh, roughly like give me a ballpark because I'm not an unsupported runner or fast packer. You, you have more experience obviously, and you're, you're very well prepared for it, but what, where would you draw the line? So as far as distance, like the max distance, yes, distance slash time on your time out there. Yeah. I guess what you can carry. I mean, how far do you think you can go with that beautiful homemade pack of yours? So this pack, I think it, I'd probably max out it. I might be able to get 30 pounds in it. It's, it's pretty small. Um, so when I started the mid state, my pack weight was 32 pounds because I'd never done a trail that long. <clears throat> and I had an extra day's worth of food because my, my like goal was eight days. Right. And so I had an extra day's worth of food. And I had a bunch of extra gear that I didn't need. So I've really sort of whittled my, my kit down. Um, so now, I mean, I could probably, I could probably make 500 miles, maybe, maybe 600 miles. Um, wow. yeah, nine days. I mean, also I don't require a lot of food or water. So, so yeah. I, I could probably make it on like 200, 300 calories, or I'm sorry, 2000, 3000 calories a day towards the end. Um, again, not to bring up Jeff Garmeyer. I know on his last day of his uh, Colorado Trail FKT, he had zero food and that's what he was planning on. So he had zero calories over a 24 hour period after. Wow. Yeah. So it's wild. Um, and and that's that's sort of what I love about this is mm -hmm. in the beginning, I, I sort of was like, oh, I need this many calories. You know, I need to take my time. And now I'm realizing you can really, and I was getting, I was like, oh, I'll have five hours sleep at night. Now I'm like, oh, I can, I can function on three hours sleep a night, the first night, then two hours, two hours, two hours, and then the last night, maybe an hour. And so it's, it's that whole thing of like, how far can I push myself with calories, sleep, distance? Um, yeah. So. What, what is your sleep setup? Uh, so as far as like my camp setup. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that, again, that's sort of dynamic and that's changed, uh, on the mid state, I had a tent, um, like a one person tent that I sewed myself. It was just, mm -hmm. uh, like oh, a shit. trekking pole. <laughs> it was, it was a, uh, it. trekking, a trekking pole tent. Um, that was one trekking pole, um, 
so just guidelines that went out. And so I could set it up in like two minutes. Nice. I learned after the first night, it got a kind of ton of condensation inside of it. Mm. And so when I packed it up, you know, I slept in it for three hours, packed it up, took it out the next night. There was just water all over the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I have a tarp set up. So I have a Dyneema composite fabric tarp that's like five ounces. And then I sewed a net tent, um, basically like a bug bivy that weighs seven ounces. Mm-hmm. And so I put that underneath and so I can separate them. So the bug bivy isn't like soaking wet. Um, nice. And then and I don't even need to like pitch it. I can just sort of lie on it as like a ground cloth. Um, so that's my deal. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Grace, your homework before the next show is to learn how to sew. I already know how to sew. Oh, well, so- <laughs> I need to learn how to sew. That's one of my of my secrets. I don't tell people. My my mom was a tailor, and I I do know right. how to sew. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I taught myself because I wanted to start hammock camping. So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. hammocks are easy to sew. Yeah. Um, but I I don't hammock camp anymore. But I still yeah. use the skill. I've been hammocking. Um, I haven't tented. I've been hammocking and I kind of dig the feel of it more than anything. So Yeah. I So that actually is what got me into the using the tarp because I much prefer to have like a wide open view around me. It's more mm-hmm. comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I do my like really long, like if I do a 35 plus mile day, my legs get really cramped in the hammock. Um mm-hmm. So it's just more comfortable if I lie on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Caleb is asking, how much did the terrain change over the duration of the trail? And so I'll just stop there. And then I got another question. So how much, how much terrain change? And I'm guessing about mid-state. So mid-state was, I mean, it was, pretty similar. I mean, the beginning, so it it has its own sort of personality. So the beginning is like ridges and like nightmare briars, which Eric knows very well. You wore shorts through that. I can't believe you did that. (laughs) Never again. I I actually saw you wore shorts and then I was like, I'm wearing pants the entire, entire trip. You're welcome. Uh, So it's like ridges briars and then the middle part is rocks through past state college and then my favorite part in all of pennsylvania is once you get to like roth rock state forest you start going through the like the state forest sections and it's just beautiful sort of you're going up and down the the like valleys and mountains in pennsylvania yeah i agree uh were you happy with your choice of footwear uh yeah so um, I wore, uh, ultra Olympus. I think I'm both, almost all of my endeavors. Um, and they were, they were great. Um, I, I like trail runners. Uh, I actually have moved to topos recently and I, mm-hmm. I really like the topos cause they have sort of a narrower heel mm-hmm. and, uh, they're a little, little more nimble. Um, yeah. so I'm, I'm digging those. Everybody's switching to topo. I'm, but I'm one of them. I'm on the topo train. Yeah. Um, I had another question with that. Oh, do you also bring, I mean, you don't have a lot of downtime. You're only doing, you know, one to three hour naps, but do you bring sandals or anything else just in case? Absolutely not. 
Nope. Yeah, do honestly. Do you stay on the whole time? I'm sorry? Do the shoes stay on the whole time or do you take them off when you sleep? When I sleep, I take them off. Yeah. The, uh, the Lugo tape stays on the entire time, but the, the shoes come off. Do you do compression socks while you sleep? No. Yeah. I, I just, so the, my whole thing is I'm very comfortable being uncomfortable. So I mm -hmm. like wear literally the same clothes. I walk, I fall asleep in the same clothes. I wake up, wear the same clothes. So yeah, I, I bring like a change of, I bring, so on the Tuscarora I did in April, so it was kind of cold. So I brought a puffy, mm -hmm. like a warm, like insulated jacket, but yeah, I just wear the same clothes. for. And um, that was going to be my next question. Do you have a favorite time of year? I know I do. So absolutely. Uh, for me, it's spring is mm -hmm. the best FKT season because it's not overgrown. Mm -hmm. The trail's not super muddy and mm -hmm. the weather, the temperature is perfect. You're not like for the mid state. I did it in June just because that's when my wife, my wife works at a high school. So she's off um, the entire summer. So she can watch the girls while I go off and run around the woods. And so uh, I did it in June and I was like soaking wet for seven <laughs> days straight, which is not ideal. But um, yeah, I started doing most of my FKTs in the spring, just it's more comfortable and yeah, you're not, you're not getting torn. I'm 100% also in the spring, but have you found the perfect month? I haven't figured out March, April, May. I've done one in March. I've done one in May. I've also done one in January. But um, have you found the perfect month to do one? It really depends on yeah it's what the weather. weather. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's, that's another reason why I love FKTs is because, again, I did Eastern States last summer for the for, – it was my first ultra that I've ever done. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, cool. It's – going to be torrentially downpouring from you know, two <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon until midnight. And I was not used to dealing with that because I pick and choose and I'm very particular about when I do it, when I do my mm -hmm. attempts. Mm -hmm. um, and I love that the, I can choose what fits my schedule and what, like what fits the weather. Yeah. Um, so again, it, it really depends on, I, I did the Chuck hyper in May, but it was right after a huge storm that went through. So it was less mm -hmm. than ideal, but the temperature was perfect and it wasn't overgrown. Mm -hmm. So yeah, March, the, April, May is perfect. Yeah, I think so too. And the other thing that I love is that you can see the blazes better because it's not overgrown yet. And if you're doing any sections of trail that you have not had an opportunity to scout, then you can just move faster. Yeah. And that's another... I'm giving away all my secrets here, but <laughs> my, <clears throat> for the Tuscarora, again, it's all about efficiency. And I got mm. the Coros Apex watch. Same. And so I'm like mm. meticulous about maps. And so I uploaded mm. the um, GPX file to my watch with mm -hmm. every single turn on the trail. So I had hundreds and hundreds of waypoints were mm -hmm. in the watch. So it would let me know in you know quarter mile turn right in a half mile turn left. Nice. Uh, so I don't even have to worry about the blazes. I just look at my watch and it tells me where to go. Nice. I don't know. I I just don't. I don't trust technology yet. I guess, but I I know there's a bunch of um, people out there who maintain our trails and make sure that the blazes are updated. Usually. Yeah. So I 
I do have to say that orange blazes at night are by far the most difficult to see. Yeah. They, they just sort of blend in. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, question came in. Did you take a windbreaker or a waterproof light jacket? Uh, so yes, I, on, um, the Tuscarora, I took a Montbell, uh, X light windbreaker. Um, and it was great. Uh, it's like two ounces, but I definitely highly recommend, uh, if you're going to do something like that in the spring, a windbreaker, um, really keeps the, the heat in. And I also had a, uh, one of my new favorite pieces of gear is, um, there's uh polar tech alpha fleece mm. it's it's uh i think there's a company called senchi and there's another one um it's a really um breathable fleece material so when you put a windbreaker over it it really mm. adds a lot of warmth but when you take the windbreaker off it breathes incredibly well so it's it's super versatile nice yeah. I see Erica is in the chat. I know you have. I know you have questions, Erica. She has um, also done some really awesome overnight stuff. Well, she did. The, she, her, and her husband through hike the AT. Oh man, someday. I, I was super psyched. So Erica reached out to me and was like, "Hey," and that that's another thing I love about FKTs mm. is that Erica reached out to me and was like, "Hey, I'm thinking about trying to beat you," and I was like, <laughs> "Awesome." Yeah, I was like. All right. Here, I was like, here, this is what you need to do. This is what I did wrong. And this is what you need to do to beat me. Right. Yeah. And I was like, this is like the gear I took, the food I took, the, what I would have mm -hmm. done differently. And the community around FKTs is so cool like that. Like mm -hmm. pe people are really motivating you to beat their time and to get out there. And yeah. That, yeah. So I love that. Hands down. I I have met so many amazing people through um, FKTs just saying, Hey, what, what would you do here? Uh, uh, James Weaver was a huge help on my first one. I just asked for an advice. And then he's like, I'll, when are you leaving? All right, I'll be there. <laughs> and, and ended up helping me pace for the last 10 miles. I, I don't know. The FKT community is just phenomenal. It's amazing. I have a, um, you're probably not going to want to answer this. And I, I respect that. But did Bob just leave us? Oh, he's back. Um, so I I do have desire. I do have a desire to do mid-state again. I'm still unsure if I want to try your craziness of unsupported or if I just want to do it supported again because I enjoy the supported aspect of, of the, the stuff too. I have an idea of how much time I can – I think that I sh – in a perfect world, mind you, perfect weather, everything – how much time I think I can I can shave off? Do you also have a a uh, a time that you think you can shave off? <laughs> What's all I have to say? I guess you didn't hold up long enough. So I came prepared for this question. And you know I don't I don't, I see no reason why you have to answer it. I mean it I don't no. I think um, I can pull yeah. off quite a bit because I know I'm, I feel like you did. Like I know the mistake, not mistakes I made. You know, when I did it, I was, I was setting. I felt like I was kind of setting the bar, so I didn't have anybody to race after. So already I have that to go to to make me want to move faster. 
um, whether it's you I'm chasing or Pat Hine, which is the, you know, the one who did it supported after I did either way, I have a time to, to try to beat now, which is important in my opinion, but I still think I can, you know, knowing how I ran it, um, I, I, I can take off quite a bit of time. I, and I, I, I assume your answer is probably the same. So I, I completely agree. Um, when I did the mid state, I did, I wasn't really chasing. I think the record was like 11 days. So I was right. aiming for eight, eight days and all of a sudden, I think it, it was actually by RB winter state park. I read a note in a trail log that said like the next 30 miles are cruisy. And all of a sudden something clicked in my head and I was like, I'm going to do sub seven days. Like, I don't know what it, like, I was like, oh, I can do it. But, um, to, to answer your question about how fast you can go, it's sort of difficult to compare like one trail with another because you're comparing apples and oranges. The Tuscarora has a lot of, um, road walking. And so it's mm. road walking is it's easier because you're not like navigating rocks and sort of jumping over that, but it's also like mindless and sort of yeah. you're like numb. Um, but so on the Tuscarora, I averaged, if you count my sleep as well, which I slept less than the mid state, I averaged 24 minute, 42 second miles. And if you were to sort of like figure that out with the mid state, I would have cut off 33 hours from my mid state FKT if I would have hiked the same, because my, my mid state FKT, I did 30 minute, 42 second miles. Yeah. So, um, not to get into the weeds with the numbers, but that's like kind of, let's my, do my that. Thing. Yes. <laughs> so, so that would have been like five days, six hours, I think it is, which would have been way faster than Pat's time. So again, it's, I'm not, I'm not saying I can do it because it's a totally different trail and who knows if you can maintain that. So you know, that's funny though. That 33 hour number you said is very close to what I, in my head, what I think I should be able to do, whether yeah. I can do it or not. That's, I'm not saying I can, but that's exactly where I think I can beat my time from. And having like, I know you're, you always love saying that carrot, you dangle that carrot. It, it is a huge motivation because for me on the Tuscarora, I my goal was three days, 17 hours, which was the previous supported time, which is like insane. I don't, I have no idea. Even as a supported run, I, that time boggles, like, right. I don't know how that person did that. Um, but having that, I was, I was gunning for that time and it really motivated, motivated me to sort of finish in that time frame. Um, but if I didn't have that, who knows what I, I maybe I would have just been like, ah, if I, if I do five days, I'd be happy with that. But, um, yeah. yeah. So no, it's, it's crucial. Very crucial. Yeah. I mean, Pat got to, to Hills Creek where I'm at here. He got to the lake at the exact same time that I did exact really? same time that I did. The only difference was I went to bed that night. Yeah. Well, guess what? He didn't. And that, you know, that gets him his time that he needed, but he knew that, you know, yeah it's a beautiful thing. And I'm not taking anything away from Pat's time. Pat made an excellent run at that trail and it's a, a very impressive time, but yeah, it's crazy what the little things can do. So I guess wrapping it up for tonight, I don't know, Grace, if you have any more questions for him, but I have so many more, but I know. 
Do you have anything? Do you have any organized races on your your schedule for this for 2024, Bob? Uh, I don't. I was tempted. Again, it was funny because I think you posted in on Facebook what motivates. So I think it was after Eastern States. What motivates you to do these things? Hmm. And that's a that's something that I really struggle with. Is like if somebody asked me why do you do this to articulate that is really difficult. Like I don't know mm -hmm. why I do it. There's just I just do it. Mm -hmm. But um, after Eastern States, well, while I was running Eastern States, I was like, this is cool, but I don't think I'm going to ever do a hundred mile race again. Like I did it. It was fun. I went to sleep. So I finished at like 11 AM, went to sleep, suffered two hours, woke up the next day. The first mm -hmm. thought that went through my mind was I can do that faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, I opened my eyes and I was like, I can do that faster. I know I can. And so that was my response was what makes me do it is that whatever that voice is, that's what makes me do it. That said, um, I love races. It was an incredible experience, organized races, but I, I think I'm going to sort of focus on FKTs in 2024. Nice. I want to do it at least two long ones and uh, a couple short ones. So cool. Fabulous. Um, what advice do you have to somebody who is interested in FKTs? It is, I think a little bit harder to find um, the quote unquote FKT community um, there. You kind of got to like dig people out and, and have these one-on-one -on -one conversations with them. Um, but what advice do you have for other people who are interested in them and um, how to get started? So uh, that it's funny you say that because I I've been like searching around looking for like a, an FKT community and that like there's one on Reddit that hasn't really been very popular. There's nothing on Facebook. So there's no real groups. Like if I have a question. There, about well, I will say there is a women's Facebook group for any mm -hmm. women in the, out there who are interested. It's called women who FKT. Um, so there is a Facebook. We're going to, we're going to start at one a dudes that FKT then. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So there's a, there's a weekly newsletter for fastest known time. Yes. like the official website. So if you join that you and there, there are podcasts that I like obsess over to like glean information yes. on. And did you hear the I'm most like, recent one from I, the PCT? So I save them for my like FKTs oh, or my like long smart. training runs. Mm -hmm. um, so I like build a bank and then I listen to them. Like I basically, you know, binge them while I'm running. So That's I know I haven't, I haven't listened to that one, That's but smart. Yeah. So that I like take notes and when I'm finished with my runs, I like write down like, all right, I need to do this, 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 but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, reach out, like, like I said, the community is so open to like when Erica reached out to me asking, Hey, like, I think I'm going to go out for this. People are so open to helping and sharing information and advice. Um, so yeah, I think just like reach out and don't, don't be shy to ask for advice or help or yeah. yeah yeah i agree with that i think anybody i've reached out to about their fkt they've been really open about sharing tips and tricks and even when i was out there and lost and said <laughs> so james what direction do i go he like called me on a lunch break and and let me know to go around the cemetery you know so um and a lot of times you can find um people who have attempted FKTs out on the website. 
um, at fastestknowntime.com. So for anybody who's listening, who's interested, check out Fastest Known Time and you just search for Pennsylvania or whatever state and there's a bunch of them out there and look to see who's done them or who's attempted them in the comments and then go friend those people and follow them on Strava. <laughs> and now Strava has messaging. Did you see that? I have not. It started today, I think. Don't yeah. you dare message me on Strava. I'm going to message you every day on Strava, Eric. All right. We got to shut this down. All right. Hate to ruin the party, but Bob, we very much appreciate you being on. Um, hopefully you can um, do some crazy FKTs this coming year and come on again because we'd love to hear about them. I would love to be back. I, I can talk FKTs for hours and hours. So. Awesome. Excellent. It's all Perfect. good stuff. You you are a wealth of knowledge and it's it's fun listening to you. I could... I would love for us to get together sometime and have a couple hours to just talk because I I enjoy it. Like your te the your drive to get better, the the techniques involved. I don't know. I just enjoy listening to it as much as learning it. Oh, me so, too. I mean, that's so, that's how, that's how I've learned is just listening. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, thanks again. And uh, Grace, you want to take us out? Uh, what are you doing this weekend, Eric? That's uh, a good question. Um, hunting on Saturday for one last try to buck for my daughter. And then Sunday, Becky's going to run Big Woods 50K down nice. towards you, French Creek State Park. And I'm not, so I'll probably run something up here. Not, no real big plans. What about you? Uh, race directing this weekend. That's uh, right. The, 10K, right? Douse Hunt 10K. And if the weather's good, it's looking like over 300 runners. So it'll be fun. Cool. What about you, Bob? Uh, I'm actually going backpacking this weekend. Where? I'll, um, I'll be on the mid-state. Fun. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going up to uh, Rothrock. Oh, I'm actually going past the campsite I camped on my third night. Yep. So I'll reminisce. Awesome. Yep. I'm, cool. do I'm doing a bit of the uh, Standing Stone tr Trail, the last. Oh, 20, yeah. Yeah. Last 27 miles north to. Uh, I was curious if that one might be on your list someday in the future because I saw it was not on your completed list, right? You haven't done Standing Stone yet, right? I have not. No, uh, it's 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 on my list. I'm trying to decide if I want to walk that one or if I want to go after Jordan's time, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, he's got a pretty tight time out there. So yep. that's that's and it's that trail. I think is tricky. If it's dry, I think it's not so bad. But if that thing's wet, it gets those stairs get slick. Yeah. Rocks are the bane of my existence. So not, mm -hmm. not ideal to live in Pennsylvania. <laughs> no, that's not. All right. Everybody get your uh, secret Santa emails to grace, right? Your yep. email address to grace. This is the last night. It's yep. going to be super fun. Everybody likes presents. Don't be a Scrooge or Grinch. <laughs> and we sure. will see you next week for episode 41, right? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. See you guys. Bye.